Nothing but love, I'm on my shit, been with it Underground, Texas star, rock riding too deep Pull me up and pass the bar, yeah, 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 yeah R.I.P. to Big Mo, no we acting bad Pulling up at the show, J-Vaz, what up? Got, got love for the real, underdog, hear me growl Give him something to feel, no cap, get money Make your moves a major deal, get your weight up Cause we ain't missing no meals, huh? Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jay Vaz, and you're watching the Jay Vaz Show, a music and entertainment podcast. We got a special guest today from Dallas, Texas. But before we get you there, make sure you follow us on all the social media pages at the Jay Vaz Show. Check out the website, thejvazshow.com, and make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, make sure you hit the subscribe button on there as well. Let's get right into this from Dallas, Texas. What's good with it, J Vaz? Out here in the H for the last eight years, Mr. Yeah, Never yeah, yeah. Die. Welcome to the show, man. Man, appreciate you having me, man. man we appreciate Big you fan of the time. show. Always be watching all the interviews. Good to be here. Already, man. We appreciate the support and we appreciate you making time to to be, you know, on the podcast. Already. And and you know, as I always tell all the other artists, we want to get to know you as a person, get to know you as an artist, and hopefully bring light not just to your music but to your whole career that people might you know people might be new to your to your music already but they get to know a little bit of your background so speaking of your background before you were mr never die you were eternal yeah eternal this is back when you were in dallas yeah and you were with land embassy yes sir all right so take us back before land embassy have you always been into hip-hop um, first I started out kind of like rock music. Um, I grew up on MTV, so I liked all the rock music. Then Death Row Records came out. So I started listening to like Dre, Snoop Dogg, and I was still more listening to rock. And then Tupac, Tupac came to Death Row and that changed my life. When the All Eyes On Me came out, it was done. I'm like, I'm gonna be a rapper. I don't, I don't know what it was, but just that album just hit me and changed my life. Changed your life and changed yeah. music. It changed yeah. music. Real talk. So it changed changed a lot of lives. So, around what time did you take the music career serious? Uh, I say about twenty years ago, in two thousand. Uh, there was a Dallas pioneer by the name of Pimpster. He used to get radio play. He was like one of the first Dallas artists to really blow up. 
Uh, we used to have Flavor TV over there. They play his videos on Flavor TV. We had Sam Goodies. The CDs would be selling out of Sam Goodies. So me and my homeboys, we all went to high school together, and uh, and we started talking about rapping and everything. And then we hit up Pimpster, and he became our first producer. So he kind of taught us the game. We came up under him, and that's what helped us move so good because he had so much respect over there in Dallas. And then he was looking out for us. He was producing for us, and that's the rest is history, man. Yeah. So growing up in Dallas, man, and, and you mentioned, you know, you've been here in Houston for the last eight years. But growing up in Dallas, what was the music scene like out there as far as you just mentioned, you know, um, Pimpstress, you said? Pimpster. Pimpster. Pimpster yeah. was dope house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Pimpster, you know, besides him, what was some of the artists that, that you guys looked up to when you are out there in Dallas? Uh, there was Mr. Pookie, Mr. Lucci. They were all Stony Crook, but there was an artist that came out before him named K-Rock, and we used to bump the hell out of him, man. He was real dope. Uh, DSR, of course. I got I got Tum Tum on my album because I always looked up to DSR. Uh, man, there were so many people out there. Um, there was a group called Two Cold Syndicate back in the day. Um, and that was kind of once we started rapping, we linked up with them and, and, uh, I'm trying to think who else, man, Immortal Soldiers out of Fort Worth, there was Aztec Tribe out of Dallas, um, I-35 Boys, Hater Proof, there was a lot of OGs in the game. So, before Land Embassy, were you... Uh, in any other label or involved with any other label? No, that was that was my introduction to the game. Okay, so talk to us about how how did you join Latin Embassy? Uh, like I said, it was just my homeboys and and we were kind of hustling, doing some shit on the side, and we just decided we wanted to start rapping because we were so into music. I was a big fan of No Limit, Master P. I loved seeing what they were doing. And then when I saw Dope House, I saw South Park Mexican come up. I was like, man, we could really do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you left Land Embassy like in 2003? Yeah, about so, that time. So, 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 whoa, so it's, been, it's been a long, we're taking it back. We're taking it back Already. 16, <laughs> 16 years. So whenever you started Land Embassy, uh, that's when you were Eternal. Mm -hmm. How did the name Eternal come about? Uh, my homeboy just said, because that was kind of my, like my idea to rap. So he just said that I was going to live forever through my music. So he called me Eternal. And yeah. it just stuck. And when you made the change, to, when did you change your name to Mr. Never Die? Uh, kind of when I left Latin Embassy, the last verse I said, I did, I put Eternal, a.k.a. Mr. Never Die. So I kind of kept Eternal, a.k.a. Mr. Never Die forever until this year. And the reason why I changed it is because people were having problems on Spotify finding me because they'd be looking up Eternal and they'd bring up all these other people besides me. So I knew Mr. Never Die would stand out from everything else. So that's why I just switched my name to Mr. Never Die. Basically for marketing purposes. Marketing purposes, yeah. yeah. Um, even though Eternal would be a good marketable name still. Yeah, but there's so many people that use Eternal. Yeah, so. yeah. So now talk to us about... Growing up, you say you were into uh, Metallica and, and you listened to, you weren't just strictly hip-hop. So, obviously Tupac, you say, was one of the people that, that changed, you know, that you wanted to get into hip-hop. But who were you influenced by once you got started and you were like, you know, this is what I want to do because this artist, obviously you said SPM, but besides SPM and Tupac, what other artists that you listened to and you were like, you know what? I listen to a lot of West Coast music, East Coast music. Like, I'm just all over the place. I love music. Yeah. Um, 
the game, um, Fat Joe, Terra Squad, Big Pun, uh, Jada Kiss, just I'm all over the place, man. A little bit of everything. Yeah, Midwest. I love Midwest. Um, Brother Lynch Hung from the West Coast. I like under, underground all the way to mainstream. Drake, I like Drake. I like Eminem. Uh, old Kanye West, Jay-Z. Of course, old Jay-Z. <laughs> Put that out there. Old Kanye West. Lil Wayne. Cash Money. Hot Boys. That influenced yeah. me a lot. No Limit, of course. So you were in Land Embassy, left in 2003. Why did you leave Land Embassy? Uh, we just had a little bit of falling out, so I decided to do my own thing. And uh, and people kind of advised me against it. Like Baby Bash, he told me, he's like, man, y'all built so much with Latin Embassy, it's going to be so much harder once you switch over to just Eternal, and you're going to have to bring all those fans over with you. And and I was hard-headed. I didn't listen. I was like, man, whatever. I got this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was right. And the thing is, it's right when CDs started playing out. So I was, we were doing awesome back then, selling CDs, making money, everything was good. And then the digital age hit. Everybody yeah. was downloading, and, and, that, and that's right when I had my first kid, my second kid, and everything just kind of crashed. So, Damn, I should have never left. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, it, we were young, man, just being hard-headed, stupid shit. Uh, how many projects did you put out under Land Embassy? Uh, we put out three albums. Well, four, because we put out a slumped and dumped album. That was kind of like a screwed and chopped style that Dallas was playing with. They called it themselves the Slump Masters, and they did it a little bit different. So we put out a slumped and dumped album. That was our last album. But we put out three albums with Latin Embassy. And then uh, him and his brother, Wrath, rest in peace, they had put out an album first, and then he got locked up, and that's when I officially joined the group. Now, when, whenever you, you left, what were some of the disadvantages as far as, obviously you said, you know, the, the digital era started, but what were some of the disadvantages that you faced that made you kind of second guess yourself after you left? Yeah, just building everything back up again from scratch. Like, I just, I said, here, you keep all the material, it's all good. And then I started over from scratch, and that, that was hard, man. Yeah. Coming up with all that bread to get in the studio, beats. Um, to duplicate your CD, posters, yeah. all that stuff. We didn't weren't really doing videos back then because it was too expensive. But but it was pretty hard to start over from scratch. And then I had just had my first son, so a lot of coming out of pocket. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, whenever you left Land Embassy, uh, this is when I started getting more familiar with your music, uh, and you became part of Haterproof. Hate Approved Records. Yeah. How did that come about? Oh, uh, well, when we were work, working on Latin Embassy Restless in Texas, uh, we were looking for somebody screw and chop to second disc. Well, slow and throw. I ain't going to say screw and chop. Um, and so we we're asking around, like, who slows and chops here in Dallas? So everybody started. Uh, Greg from Rhythm Tracks, it was a mom and pop store over there in Dallas. He told us about Big C's. So we hit him up. We got everything hooked up, we, and uh, me and him, we just started working on that Slowed and Chopped CD, and we just stayed a whole bunch of nights in the studios. We got real cool, sipping lean and shit, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Big C's, man. Shout out to Big He's probably going to hear this and going to be mad, like, hey, man, don't be talking about this. That's behind me now. <laughs> yeah, we just had his boss house, just chilling, slow and chopping the CD. We got cool. Yeah. 
Shout out to Big C saying the whole Hater Proof Records fan, man. And uh, so, so you became cool with, with Hater Proof. Mm-hmm. How exactly did the whole joining Hater Proof come about? Well, that really happened when I moved to Houston because um, I actually kind of retired once I moved from Dallas to Houston. And then I got here and Big C's, he was just kind of telling me um, he was working on that song, Fast Life, Slow Music with that boy T. Yeah. And he's like, hey, bro, since you're here, why don't you jump on this track with me? So I jumped on the song, and then, and then after we did that, then we just started talking, chopping it up, and he's like, "Why don't you get down with Haterproof Click?" I was like, "Shit, bet." But we've been friends for so many years. I've been on almost every Haterproof album, so. Yeah, I remember growing up as a kid, man. And you would see Haterproof, and every every Haterproof member had that Haterproof piece. Yeah. You know, I, I as a kid, you would think like, "I wonder how they joined." Like, this, oh, this, right. more like an initiation, like here, <laughs> and you see Big C's putting the. the, the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I never got a logo, but oh, I never man. got a piece. <laughs> I, I, I never joined like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you're yeah. like, I wonder how this happened. Like, C's like putting these damn necklaces Already. around these people. Like, you're, you're initiated now. Now. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to get you tatted. No, nah, like, it, uh, it was the night he did that song with Frost, and uh, and everybody just got over there to the studio. We were all chopping it up. I think we worked on the song that night, and it was like, so everybody down with Eternal getting down with the click. When you joined Hater Proof, did they did C's came over here like like Master Splinter? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just did that track uh, with Kid Frost. He was working on his album, and he did that, and he invited everybody from the clique over. So we all went over there. I think we worked on a song that night, and then he's just like, everybody cool with Eternal joining the clique? And I've I've known everybody forever, so everybody's like, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, strengths and comes in numbers, man. That's yeah. one thing. You know, we were just talking about how we're sometimes our ego doesn't allow us to see this, but we're so much better when we're in numbers than exactly. being, you know, right. I've always solo. preached about unity, man. Always. Yeah. I reach out to artists all the time. Like let's work. I mean, you look back at my material work. I've done so many collaborations with so many people because I want my fans to be your fans, your fans to be my fans. I mean, that's the only way we can win. Yeah, and I, and I see that uh, on your social media page, especially on Facebook. I follow you a little bit harder on Facebook than I do on uh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, I just spam people, really. I, just, right. I mean, I just post my stuff yeah. and get out. But uh, on Facebook, I do see that you do, you do get a lot of support from, you know, other artists. I see them, you know, comment on your stuff. Like mm-hmm. yesterday, you released the cover for Stuck In My Ways. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to have to put this podcast out as soon as possible. Cause Already. Because I'm talking about <laughs> yesterday and it's going to be a month from now. Nah, but, um, you know, you put out the cover for Stuck In My Ways and, and I see you people, you know, reposting it for you. Other artists, not yeah. just people. So that, that goes to show that other artists appreciate you as an as a artist and as a person. Uh, talk to us about, you've worked with a lot of artists. Uh, like you just mentioned Tum Tum. You mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, Baby Bash giving you uh, advice. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you work with, with Big C's, Tum Tum, you know, the, uh, DSR. Talk to us about how does it feel to be able to work with all these artists and, and get, you know, love from them as well. Man, it's a blessing, man. I just, you show love, you get love. Yeah. And, I, and I show love. I'm, I'm never too, my ego isn't so big that I'm like, ah. You get a whole bunch of rappers in the room, and they'll act like they don't know each other, know who they are. Yeah. Man, I'll walk up to you and be like, what's up, man? Nice to meet you, or I'm a fan of your music, and I keep my ears to the streets. I'm always listening to what's going on, like Stuck In My Ways, my new EP. I got a whole bunch of younger artists on there that I'm looking out for. Well, yeah. I ain't got to say I'm looking out for, but I collaborate with them because I got love for their music. I got respect for what they're doing. I want to see them win. 
That's I call my album Texas OG. It's my job as an OG to look out for everybody, you know, yeah. put them up on game, try to help them out with things. And all you gotta do is reach out to me. I'm here to help. Yeah. So I should have asked this. I should have asked this earlier, but. What's your current relationship with Land Embassy and Hate Approved since you've left both uh, labels? Uh, I'm cool with SLO. We talk every now and then, but he really isn't doing music. He's doing more real estate, but we chop it up. We got a track with Project Pat we need to wrap up. Um, so we're going to release that single hopefully next year because this year's our 20-year anniversary. So I want to get that single out. Um, I'm cool with everybody in Hate Approved. I don't really talk to Big C's, but I'm cool with him. I ain't got no yeah. beef with him. But Braze One, I talk to him almost every day. Vago, I talk to him all the time. Krim, I talk to him. Yeah. Me and Nava, we don't talk a lot, but we chop it up every now and then, like on Facebook and stuff. But Braze still doing shirts? He does his shirts? Yeah, yeah he does He's all my does shirts. shirts. Yeah. yeah, that's my dog, man. You, you, you wearing one of your shirts right now? Nah, this Rob Zombie. Oh. <laughs> See, you already feeling that marketing. <laughs> Why <laughs> you ain't wearing your own shirt? Show sure, where your own shirt. I was about to say, show us your shirt, man. But my never girl, mind. My girl told me. I think I think Rob Zombie. Does, <laughs> Rob Zombie's doing good. He don't he don't need the promotion. <laughs> uh, hey, they're always right, man. They're always right. Yeah. When people tell me something, like, yeah, my girl said I should have done that. But, <laughs> but you know, um, well, but that's good that you know you still have a like you said you don't talk to C's, but you know there's a good relationship there. Yeah. That's that's always good to 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 not burn those bridges, man. C's. I got number of respect for C's, man. He's, um, even though I haven't made music, you know, the last 10 years, like I was telling you, I still keep a close relationship with him. Oh, we really? still talk. Uh, outside of the music, you know, uh, we still talk and stuff. Uh, you know, that's uh, big bro, so to speak. You oh, know what really? I mean? Like, I, I reach out to him for advice, and, and, and you know, he, he's always there. So, shout, yeah, once not, again, I'm shout not, out to C's. I'm not beef with nobody. As long as you don't disrespect me, I ain't going to disrespect you. Well, that's some bullshit. <laughs> I wanted some beef controversy <laughs> on this episode. Come on now. <laughs> uh, see, that was that was one of the questions. Any any beefs or controversies we can talk about? <laughs> My true syrup ain't working. <laughs> this shit ain't right. No. Uh, all right, man, so... Going back to when you were with Land Embassy, the first track you ever recorded, do you remember what song that was? Yeah, it was a song called Cholos. Cholos? Yeah. All right. So you were living the Cholo lifestyle back then. Watch out. <laughs> I mean, not really. But <laughs> see, uh, S.A. Loca, Rath, they were from El Paso, so they kind of had more like a little, they had a Cholo vibe to them. So. Yeah. So comparing Cholo to what was the most recent track you recorded? Hmm. I think a song called Mask with Space City Lords. Shout out to Space City Lords Already as well. shout out to them boys. If you haven't done so, Big C's, Space City Lords, both of them, we have had uh, interviews uh, on them, so make sure you guys check that out. But um, comparing your very first track to this one, how do you feel you've grown as an artist? Uh, man, just learning how to record. The first time... The first time I went in the booth, I killed it. I mean, not like I killed it, but I did it all in one take. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I was so nervous doing it. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how it would sound. I didn't know how people would react to it. But now I have so much more confidence behind the mic. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I know how to manipulate my voice. I know how it's going to sound, especially working. I've worked with FM forever, man, since I've been here in Houston, probably about five, six years. So... I got confidence when I'm in that booth. I know yeah. how how I want to record it, how I'm going to do my ad-libs. I didn't even know about ad-libs or anything back then. So, yeah. But it's it's so funny because so many of 
Latin Embassy supporters will tell me that they like my music from back then because it was just so raw. And I'm like, man, but I'm so much better now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten better, man. <laughs> Have you listened to my new music shit? Yeah, but, it, but it's just something about the rawness when you first start out that people draw. I understand because I'm a big 3-6 Mafia fan. And like their old stuff, I love their old stuff. And then their new stuff, I'm like, it's so polished. And, yeah. But, I mean, it comes with growth. Yeah. So, how you, you know, you just mentioned how you recorded everything in one take. I remember when I first started, I used to take pride in that. Mm-hmm. Like, but it does sound so much better when you do it by bars, like four yeah. bars, and then come back and do another four bars. Well, I still do it all in, in one take, but I was just kind of surprised for my first time that I did it because I didn't know yeah. what to expect. But still, when I go in the booth, I still that's my main goal to go from front to end. I was for a while, I'd do like one bar, every other yeah. bar, but you could really tell the difference. Yeah. Like Ludacris and Project Pat, you could tell they used to rap a lot like that. They used to build their verses up like that. Yeah. But, but, uh, and actually, Big C's and my homeboy Hitman Cortez, they both told me, they're like, bro, just spit your whole verse. <laughs> I see that's some bullshit too. Hold on, man. Cause I remember when I told C's, I was like, hold on, man. Like I, I do my verse in one take. He's like, bullshit. I was like, I do. Ask FM. <laughs> and FM's like, yeah, he does all in one take. He's like, you know, it'll sound better if you break it into like bars, like every two bars. Uh-huh. I was like, really? So yeah. And that helped me at the yeah. time back then. I was like, damn, I do sound better like this. I'm yeah. not here talking about <gasps> like yeah. every, every, every four bars. You know. Well, well when Seas was telling me that, he really wanted me to kind of slow my rap down some because I'd try to fit so much in. So he kind of showed me how to leave a word out here and there. Yeah. So obviously, you, you know, you, you, you learned a lot from working with all these big names. What's your favorite memory from working with uh, these artists? Mm. I mean, there's so many, man. Um, there ain't no beef. We're going to start one now. You're going to leave somebody out. Let's go. <laughs> man, shooting that video with Flip, that was that was real cool. Um, I've I done a lot this year, man. Shooting that video with Tum Tum, that, that was real cool to me because I had always wanted to work with Tum Tum and to finally get a chance to work with him. Yeah. Um, man, there's so many things going on the road. Uh, me and Braze, we used to hit the road. Me and Krim, we used to hit the road and just sell CDs, big C's. We'd all just be hitting the road, hustling, doing shows. Me and Krim, we used to hit the Poteet Flea Market in San Antonio like every weekend. Then we'd hit Military Drive Sunday night and just hustle CDs. I mean, it, the stories are endless. <laughs> I'm riding with the top head back, pushing a foreign slab. I'm grabbing wood grain like I'm supposed to. Let the screw tape bang, slide from lane to lane. Top strap, I'm just stuck in these H town. I'm riding with the top head back, pushing a foreign slab. I'm grabbing wood grain like I'm supposed to. Let the screw tape bang, slide from lane to lane. Let's no doubt they know they can't change me. 20 years been solid, I'm a Texas OG. Came up under legends, certified, check my past. Seen them come watch them go, but through it all, I still last. Say I'm stuck in my ways, I just have to agree. From my very first album, look back, it's still me. Pay homage to the greats, Texas shit's in my blood. Jamming blue 22, or maybe stuck in the mud. They know that Dallas raised me. Texas made me. Move to H-Town, that's the city that pays me. 
independent, I hustle for myself on my own. You can take me out the state, but know that sex is my home. Pushing a forest slash like I'm supposed to Let the screw tape bang Slide from lane to lane Tap strap, I'm just stuck in these H-time Riding with the tie Pushing a forest slab I'm gripping wood grain Like I'm supposed to Let the screw tape bang Slide from lane to lane Tap strap, I'm just stuck in these H-time Bitch, I'm from the H We jam Robert Earl Day Supposed to come here, let me show you. Four five coming down, bitch. I thought I told you. No central soldier, I put on for the city. Everybody know me like Kelly, no lips. Super cool nigga, but I'm far for being friendly. Still whipping nigga head like that nigga named 50. Watch the tracks you come through, man. This shit can get tricky. Wrong move, get dead on your ass. No Pushing a forest slab, I'm gripping wood grain like I'm supposed to. Let the screw tape bang, slide from lane to lane, top strap. I'm just stuck in these H town riding with the top head back. Pushing a forest slab, I'm gripping wood grain like I'm supposed to. Let the screw tape bang, slide from lane to lane, top strap. I'm just stuck in these H town ways.